Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Tuesday, December 15th. S&P futures are rebounding about 20 points. That's about 58 basis points. The NASDAQ futures are up about 50 points. That's about 40 basis points. Europe's major indices are pretty mixed, so you're seeing a relatively large discrepancy. The wide Euro stocks, Europe's 600 index is up about 15 basis points. The Euro stocks 50, which is the equivalent of Europe's Dow, is up about 50 basis points, 5-0. You're seeing notable outperformance in Europe in autos and basic resources this morning, underperformance in retail stocks, healthcare, and utilities. Asia was mixed to lower for the most part overnight. So very quiet morning in terms of major macro news. The big macro topic of the last 24 hours was the warning out of Cuomo and de Blasio yesterday in New York, talking about how New York City could be subject to another full lockdown. So essentially implying a March to April, uh, the types of restrictions that were in place in March and April, those could be re-implemented within the next month, given the situation in COVID. That um, you know, prompted a relatively large uh, decline in cyclical and value stocks yesterday and outperformance in growth momentum. Essentially, you had um, you know a mini kind of lockdown trade get re-implemented yesterday in some of the names that are beneficiaries of the pandemic outperformed and vice versa names that um, obviously suffered during the pandemic came for sale. Um, you know, we'll have to see how this really plays out. This clearly is not a new issue. I know the market is very sensitive to whenever there is talk of a lockdown in the Northeast, especially New York City. But clearly, for the last several weeks, um, you know, you've seen a variety of different mitigation steps get put in place throughout Europe and the US, given the um, you know huge resurgence in COVID in terms of cases, hospitalizations, um, and fatalities. So you know, again, I don't think the market really should suddenly start responding to it because of New York, but that has been the psychology throughout the pandemic. Um, you know, keep in mind also the situation is dramatically different from when it was back in March and April. Um, you know, for one, in one, in one respect, the economy is is a lot more um, is better prepared in terms of responding to the pandemic. You've seen companies adopt to um, the limits of COVID and 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 have been able to um, evolve their operations and and thrive in the environment. Um, and then obviously you have the vaccine process, which is now just underway um, in the UK and then the US yesterday where you started to see the Pfizer vaccine get administered. So I don't think that investors should really be rushing back to the playbook from, again, earlier in the spring and summer in terms of um, how to play the pandemic. I think you are in a new era. Um, the next couple of months are certainly extraordinarily grim. Um, the, you know, I don't think the market really sh- needed Cuomo to tell them that in terms of um, you know how the situation on the ground is playing out as far as COVID is concerned. But I do think that you are now looking towards the end of the pandemic, given what's happening with vaccines. Um, and so that's kind of the broader main macro backdrop, just in terms of the last day for this morning. Specifically, a couple of items to note. The U.S. fiscal stimulus process is, pro- process is making progress. So again, you had the the $900 billion blueprints that had been floating around. You had one from a group of bipartisan senators. You had one from um, the Mnuchin, which had refloated a plan. 
the bipartisan senators are breaking apart their proposal into two pieces. Remember, they said over the weekend they would be doing this. They kind of formally unveiled the proposal yesterday. So you have $750 billion worth of items for which there is generally broad support. You have $160 billion worth of items um, for which there is still controversy. So that $750 billion um, piece of stimulus for which there is consensus, that looks like it is going to be moving forward. You've seen a number of important people in the House and Senate come out and tacitly endorse that. We're still waiting explicitly to hear from McConnell and Pelosi. Remember, those are the only two people that matter in this process. The White House and Mnuchin uh, really have no say in, ter- in terms of how this is going to play out in Congress. So you should be watching for any indication of how uh, Pelosi and McConnell um, are viewing this whole process. You have seen, again, like I said, senior Democrats and senior Republicans in both the House and the Senate um, tacitly endorse this. So this looks to be, if there will be any stimulus in the lame duck, it's going to be the $750 billion plan. The odds are relatively good that you will see that get tucked into the budget bill. Remember, the budget deadline is the 18th, so you have a couple more days. You can move that back easily. So remember, um, you know there can be a continuing resolution get passed that could buy them a couple more days or a week if they need it to kind of uh, finish up all the loose ends. But that seems to be where things are are headed with um, fiscal stimulus. And again, I think $750 billion should be a victory, should be viewed as a victory by the market, just given that as of the middle of last week, at least, this is l- looking like it was headed towards no stimulus in the lame duck. So that is the U.S. fiscal stimulus front. China's economic data was right in line across the board, retail sales, industrial production, fixed asset investment. Um, still encouraging nonetheless, you know, China remains one of the best performing large economies as far as its ability um, to rebound from the, the pandemic downturn as well as keep COVID contained. Um, you know, so the economic outlook in China is certainly bright and that, and that came through in the economic data this morning, even though it was all very much in line with expectations. Um, nothing super incremental on the vaccine front. Again, you're going to have the Moderna meeting on Thursday that should get emergency use authorization by Friday or Saturday morning. So you're going to have those two vaccines will be administered or starting to get administered in the U S. Um, again, it's starting very slow in terms of, um, you know, getting the, the vaccines distributed and ramping up supply and shipments, et cetera. Um, but the vaccine, the, you know, the inoculation process is underway. The next major data points to watch on the vaccine front will probably be Johnson & Johnson's preliminary phase three data that should be out in early January, assuming that that um, is relatively solid in terms of efficacy and safety. That could get emergency use authorization before the end of January. AstraZeneca's vaccine could also have final preliminary phase three data out in the U.S. by the end of January, early February. That's the next one that probably is going to get um, EUA from the FDA. And then the Novavax vaccine, um, that could have preliminary phase three data out by the end of Q1. Um, and again, assuming the the numbers are decent in terms of efficacy and safety, that could be um, the third one that could get uh, emergency use authorization in 2021. So you have you know a bunch of quote unquote shots on goal as far as vaccines are concerned. Um, and that process is steadily moving forward. Um, nothing all that incremental to talk about on politics. It's even silly to have uh, that that the media continues to talk about the election outcome um, and a, as if there was any doubt to it. You are going to have Biden get inaugurated on the 20th, as was widely known for now for a couple of weeks. Um, you know, the big wild cards in Washington remain the fiscal stimulus negotiations and then the runoff races in Georgia on the 5th. On the company-specific front, nothing all that major. There was an article in the Nikkei overnight talking about how Apple um, is 
is um, putting out relatively healthy iPhone supply figures to its supply chain as far as what it needs for 2021 in terms of production. So that's bullish for the iPhone supply chain this morning. You had a couple negative data points out of European retailers, um, Indentix and H&M, which are um, you know, gap, Gap-like apparel stores in Europe, both had um, underwhelming figures out and they're weighing on those two stocks. Otherwise, though, very quiet on the company-specific front. The calendar for today also in, is relatively sparse as far as major scheduled news. Um, and I think the major headlines will just be kind of unexpected ones out of Washington in terms of fiscal stimulus and then also Brexit um, as those negotiations continue. So that is everything for today. Thank you for listening.